So we are back again with this gospel of wholeness. Um, and, uh, and we've been looking just over the last few weeks just about um, this um, discipleship tool, really, that's come over from America. Um, I came into Belfast Vineyard. That's where me and Ben um, got, to know, um, got to know it a little bit. And, uh, and we just saw really um, amazing freedom um, in our lives from it. And we felt normally, usually it is done in either a small group or on a one-to-one basis. But we just thought actually some of um, the, the learning in this is just key to where we're at as a church. Um, it's just building foundation. Um, so last week and the week before, we've been looking at extreme emotional responses um, that we might have that um, maybe would tell us that there's probably a bit of a root issue um, that is... Um, that is underneath um, these responses. And I wonder um, if how this week's gone for you. If you have um, just noted down, oh, that was a little flag. Um, the Lord's maybe trying to get my attention um, of some issues that he wants to deal with. Last week, we looked at the first verse. There are eight verses um, that we kind of look at in Gospel of Wholeness. And last week, we looked at Genesis 3 um, and just how beautiful it was, this relationship with Adam and Eve walking in the garden with, um, with Father God. And, um, and they could hear his footsteps. And we talked about just the intimacy um, of knowing somebody that you recognize their feet. Um, living with somebody in your house, you start to recognize who's booming up the stairs or, or who's just gently padding up the stairs. You get to know them. And this is just what um, our God has um, offered to us. He's offered us this intimacy. Um, the common problem was sin. And from whenever um, they were given the choice, they were given freedom, and, uh, and they chose um, to 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 take of the fray. And, and then we start to notice rejection of, of, of self. We start to notice rejection of each other and rejection of God. And um, yeah, we've started to look at just the blame game there. We've been asking ourselves, I hope, some questions on a daily basis. If we're not in the rhythm of this, just let's get into the rhythm of this. Do you love me? Do you love me? Don't let your head answer it. Just let him respond. Do you love me? Are you proud of me today? Even though I've done nothing, if it's first thing in the morning and you're brushing your teeth, do you love me? Are you proud of me? Let me hear it. Let us grow in intimacy. Intimacy can sound a little bit mushy, um, but I was saying that these days you can be friends with, uh, with so many people on Facebook and it can mean very little. Um, but intimacy is something a little bit different. Intimacy is being seen and known as the person you truly are. Your strength lies in your intimacy with God. Um, I read this little thing that intimacy, another way to say it is into me see. Into me see. And this morning, um, what we want to say to Jesus is, into me see. So we're just going to pray. Thank you that you love us. 
You love us, warts and all, you love us. No matter what we come with this morning, you are for us. And Jesus, we just want to respond and we want to say, into me, say, into my heart today, I give you permission to see. Have your way in this place, Lord. Amen. So I shared um, that, uh, you know, this past week we've been looking for little flags. And of course, I felt the flags. And, uh, you know, I wanted to share it with you a little bit. Um, So we have... um, putting the boys in the bath and we're I thought you know this is a great opportunity I'm going to uh, we're sort of reenacting um the the fall and um it sounds very spiritual however um I think it was like Iggly Wiggly was uh, Jesus and uh, a duck was Father God and uh, and a Duplo character um you know was Adam was Adam and Eve and uh, and I, I had this point um and I said um and uh, we were talking about just how um, Jesus p- p- paved the way back into this um, intimacy and uh, with Father God and, and how the Holy Spirit was everywhere and the water um, was the Holy Spirit. And, um, and at that point, it of course gave my voice. I have three boys, um, eight, six and two, and it gave them the green light. Um, the Holy Spirit is everywhere and he's water. Brilliant. So of course the water just starts flying around the bathroom. Where mommy had started with a sprinkle, it becomes this sort of terrain of water. And um, and I noticed my trigger of, I, I just got angry. I just got angry. I was like, um, no, this can't happen. Um, this has to stop. You Calm down. Okay, you've, you've just taken it to another extreme. And then they start running around the bathroom. Um, and, uh, and you can imagine the chaos. And I started to notice, ah, um, I sh- there was really no need for this anger to just to bolt a bit. Um, and I started to do a little bit of, of work with Jesus. And I realized that sometimes um, I will show anger when I try to control situations. And, and if I can reverse, just I, I saw that a root issue for me was um, we nearly lost um, Joshua, our eight-year-old, in childbirth. And um, it was just a real traumatic birth for me. And I'd never experienced anything like that, obviously. And, uh, and for me, that's where anxiety really got in. And whenever I feel anxious, it will show. Um, that is a root issue. And um, it will show as this outburst of anger. And um, for me, Jesus just wanted to let me know once again, he is my rock and he is my, um, he is enough to steady my heart in those moments if I can just recognize those little flags and I'll run to him. What we're doing is we're just letting Jesus be part of our day and we're bringing him to the broken places. We're not hiding them from him. If as yet you haven't started noticing these patterns and if you feel like, oh, there's no issues that are coming to mind, just trust the process of this. Don't just start go hoking for stuff because you'll just end up hurting yourself. Um, but just let, just keep going slow and saying yes. Yes to intimacy. Yes to Jesus. 
So what I want to do is just recap over, I do this every week and I just think it's kind of useful. I just want to recap over um, the wee processes just really quickly. So this is the broken process and um, it starts at the bottom with some root issues and these root issues could be unforgiveness um, and uh, you know, just brokenness in our lives that actually, just like myself, like just that um, anxiety that I'm fearing of losing control. And um, then events happen as we live life. So um, the bath scenario, okay, and we feel extreme emotional responses. So emotional responses are very normal and they're just part of our day to day. But whenever something's extreme, other people might notice it. You might notice it because you'll just feel like just a little bit shaky or a little bit off. Um, and, uh, and you might even, you know, come away from something and, um, and just have have words replaying in your head and you can't let it go. So extreme emotional responses can also be um, that you don't have the correct response for a situation, like something's really good and you should feel this joy, but you just feel a wee bit numb. So those are extreme emotional responses. And we go to our empty wells and our empty wells are anything that just meets a need temporarily. So we're going to talk about that a little bit further. We nurture and we feed our needs from our empty wells. And we have bad fruit in our lives, of course, because we're, we're sowing in to broken places. And that's the broken process. The good news is there's a healing process. And uh, that starts at the bottom. We receive deep healing of past hurts through the Holy Spirit. We walk through our days, therefore, in complete intimacy and dependency on Jesus. This is where we're going. He needs to be our all in all. We recognise our emotions are rising and we turn from our empty well. So we, we recognise those little flags. We recognise that, oh, um, there's something here. And we just don't go to our empty wells. We go to Jesus. We connect with him and we let his spirit meet our needs and good fruit abounds from there. So our second verse today, we are going to be looking at empty wells today. And our second verse is Jeremiah 2:13. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that can't hold water. We've forsaken the life source. He's the only one who can say, I am that I am. He needs for nothing. He is completely and utterly secure in himself. And our response is, I am because he is. I am because he is. He made me, he fashioned me. He had an idea of me before I was born and my purpose comes from him. He is our living water. But, and somebody actually said um, to me once, you know, we're like limpets. Do you know, I think it's like a limpet but then I feel like it's maybe the wrong word for it. Somebody might correct me. Um, you know the little limpet, little creatures that suck onto the rocks? You know, they're not really lovely, um, but um, they're perfect. They're just, they cling on. 
And they just, they just cling on. And that, that's like us. It should be like us. But it's really problematic, right? Because we are steeped in a culture of self-dependency. All right? Our culture is uh, I believe in me culture. Because you can't let yourself down, right? So sometimes, sometimes, the odd occasion we're out driving and Ben gets lost. And, uh, and he's like, uh, get the sat-nav, sat-nav. It's like God's mercy to men, isn't it? <laughs> I don't have to ask for directions Satnav. Um, I, ha- I, I, I just don't mind asking for directions, but asking for directions sort of seems to like hit in um, at some people's like sort of sense of, oh, I am a man, maybe. Men, don't hate me here. But uh, I, I must know the way. And, and actually that sort of um, issue of dependency on asking for directions um, as we're driving is, is a bit is a bit difficult, right? That's just a funny wee way of sort of getting our point, right? That it's just hard sometimes to ask for help. But at some point, at some point we need to realise that we're not doing as well as we thought we were in this, um, you know, in this world of self-dependency. He's actually calling us back to being a needy people, and uh, and it's not doesn't sound it doesn't sound sound lovely, does it? A needy people because um, needy just wraps up all of this. Like, oh no, not a needy person um, because we we don't want to be like Klingons and we don't want to to need anybody and we want to have um, ourselves sorted out, don't we? But he's calling us back to being a needy people on him. <laughs> not on everybody. Um, We need to be honest about where we are needy. And then we become real about that. And then it becomes a safe place for other people, right? To become, to be needy and to show and expose our real needs. In Vineyard, we really want to be people who are real and secure and know that we're loved by Jesus and so that from that safe place of knowing that it really doesn't depend on us, we can take risks. So it is a chance this morning to start taking risks in this area of being needy. And we can just take the plunge and go deeper with this. We can start to say intimacy. Be real with Jesus about what's going inside, going on inside today. And start understanding the pattern of seeing, seeing needs and where you go with your needs. I thought I might share another story. I'm sure you're bored of hearing my stories, but I feel like sometimes it's quite important to, um, to hear um, where this shows in another person's life, right? So... Um, for some reason, um, I had this little like hook on neighbours. Any neighbours fans? 
No. Um, Kate, yay, Kate. Um, yeah. And, uh, and no one really could understand it. But for some reason, um, it met a need. And what I need to sort of highlight is neighbours isn't bad necessarily, right? I mean, maybe it is. But it's not really bad, right? So somebody's empty well is not another person's empty well, if that makes sense, okay? But for me, Jesus started to talk to me about neighbours because for me, it was a hook and it was something that I needed to get um, my, like I needed to watch every day. And if I didn't watch and I would send Ben away, you know, I can't spend time with you, I need to watch neighbours. And uh, it became a bit of a focus. So one night in life group, um, I'm sitting there and, and Heather Joy starts sharing this picture um, of, she says, you know, this is really random, but it won't go away. It's of a red balloon rising up. Now, <laughs> everyone else is like, she's crazy. Um, however, me, um, at the end of Neighbours, Keith, you'll know this, um, the red balloon rises like it's part of the end of the, um, the song and the balloon goes. And I knew that God was on my case. And I knew that he was saying, um, I, I, I can meet this need. You know, what this is um, that you're looking for, um, I can meet this. And I want more intimacy with you. Did I say to Heather at that moment? Hands up, I did not. <laughs> I was like, I am mortified that Jesus is speaking to me about neighbours. But um, I journeyed it and do you know, like, it was just something that I had to lay down. Heather does know that she can hear God. And I did say to her, you know, by the way, that point was absolutely spot on for me. But it, it's just a way that he just wants to, like, it's different for everybody. And he just takes things out and he puts his, his presence in the place of that. And it's good. And you know what? see the freedom honestly it's ridiculous um I have other empty wells right <laughs> um rather than just neighbors um but it's important God's the petrol but we're trying to fill have you ever filled your petrol tank with diesel or sand no um you know that's what we're trying to do we, we we're just running on empty we're running on um you know the wrong fuel and that's what's happening I wanted to share as well Luke 9, um, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. <clears throat> to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This, uh, this Pharisee um, going to the temple was just looking for God to bolster his ego and validate what kind of gift he was to the world. But the tax collector was willing to be honest and real and call out from desperation. 
I'm a limpet. Find some people in church that you can be real and honest with about what's going on. Don't play the game. There's no point, is there? Empty wells. Empty wells are just sins of choice. They're enticing and attractive. They're self-medicated, but it doesn't fix long-term. It might take the edge off the need or numb the need, um, but we end up increasing um, where we go and how often we go for it, and, and we end up actually just lacking hope. We go to the broken cisterns, but they're just counterfeit ways of meeting the real need. The empty well in itself, so you heard me talk about neighbours, the empty well in itself is not, um, is not the bad thing. It's the process, isn't it? And it's our relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to just list off some empty wells, and, and they, might be, um, they might connect with you, and you might think, oh yeah, okay, I feel like Jesus might be saying something around that. So empty wells may look like um, possessions, um, having the next best thing, proving ourselves by our earning, how much money we have, um, by our job, by how we can, we can just work harder to get to this level, to get to this level, because actually then we might prove ourselves um, to have some value. Um, our status, it might be online that we're getting validation from others when actually um, it's just temporarily meeting a need. Education, um, if we know more things, if we can pack stuff in, if we are really knowledgeable, then this, um, this might be um, just meeting a need. If you're a fixer, if you want to make things better, and that's what you do, and that's the role that you play, um, that could be an empty well. Supernatural gifting. Um, supernatural gifting, its purpose is to lead us um, closer to Jesus. But if it's becoming more than Jesus, if Jesus is sort of lost somewhere in it, it could be an empty well. Serving, ministry, doing things for God. Yeah, we can get our security and our performance in that. Being at the front might be a thing. Um, and, uh, and it, it can just be an empty well. Entertainment, whatever that looks like. Sleep, if I just get my, my rest and, you know, I need to slow down, I need to get into this. Um, sleep, we just sleep so much, but actually Jesus is like, no, you need to wake up, but you need to wake up and come on my journey. Exercise, where we just go like headstrong into exercise and it's just, it's just taking, it, taking a place. Humour, um, we use some, um, we just have no serious moments, it's all just banter and um, it's just defence mechanisms at times, it can be. Appearance, if we put so much into our appearance, hobbies, adrenaline junkies, anger, having a defensive attitude. Addictive stuff, sexual sin, friendships, relationships with people. We become attached to what they think. Oh, what would such and such think if I did this? Would they respect this choice? We sort of lean on somebody else. You know. Coffee. 
if I only have my fix, my coffee, it'll all be okay. These just these are just temporary, right? The mechanism is that we go to Jesus, yeah, rather than running to these things that we think will fulfill our need. He's the I am. We're just not meant, we're just not built to be self-sufficient, and that's where we go wrong because our culture is pushing us that way. We're supposed to get our needs met for living, for, from him for living water. And the danger as well of me reading out that list is that we start to go, oh, I have five of those things, or I have all of those things. And we start to go, right, no coffee. The coffee machine's going. I'm turning off the TV. I'm not going to go near that friend. And we start to to manage our sin and we start to manage what we feel God's talking to us about. But actually, um, that just moves things around on the surface. If we're not prepared to go, do you know what? I feel like you're speaking to me about this and I just need to know more. And we just allow space for the Holy Spirit to go to those root issues. Does that make sense? Yeah. We don't want to manage stuff. We don't want to look like it's all good on the surface. There's no point. We need to go deeper. Other people for accountability, even if you're like, you know, if I'd said, you know, to somebody, phone me every day, phone me every day to see if I've watched Neighbours. Um, you know, that's just another empty well. That person is meeting my need for fixing that thing on the surface, right? Wasn't going to go anywhere. So even you can see in the church sometimes that we kind of lean on somebody. And if we're not actually getting to the root issue, but we're just to offloading our surface level stuff, they're an empty well. And you go round and round. If we're not actually getting this cycle of the healing process, well, it's really not really, nothing's really happening. Does that make sense? Our goal isn't healing and wholeness. You know, we're not going to be heal, like healed and fully whole until we're, we're with Jesus. But our goal is Jesus. If we try and grow fruit without being part of the vine, it's not going to look good. The vine is where healing and wholeness come from. So how do we practice the presence of Jesus? He just loves it when we spend time with him. He just loves to tell us who we are and what we're made for. We've been practicing the presence of created things, but not actually the creator at times. So what does time with Jesus look like for you? And I just want to encourage you that if time with Jesus, and I'm saying time with Jesus, and you're like, oh man, um, this is heavy. Um, Time with Jesus, if it's become like that, then we need to change it up a bit, don't we? Because he says um, he's not heavy, you know. He brings freedom. So as much as I, um, I, I love the Bible and I love... Um, reading the Bible and I think it's just it's so fundamental um, to knowing about God Um, I just want to remind you again that um, if that's our way of spending time with Jesus but it's become a little bit um, a little bit stale um, then I really would just encourage you to just sit maybe in two minutes of silence 
and just see what he's talking to you about. Just take like a verse, see what he's doing with that verse. Take a song, get a really like lovely little, like a few little songs for this week and just ones that just allow you into this space where you can worship Jesus. See what he's saying. Read a devotional, like a little devotional, you know. If it's become something that's not enjoyable, light a little candle, have a coffee, spend time with Jesus because he just loves loves you and he will just turn your perspective whatever way you go into that time he will just turn it downside up and if you feel in your time with Jesus um oh um this is just nothing nothing's happening nothing's happening um just trust him because he's good and he's there and sometimes I'm going to talk about this later I'm moving on (laughs) um but I just think it's where we go, isn't it? It has to be where we go for our approval. What are you running towards? What are you avoiding? Slow down and let him show you what's going on in your heart and let him talk to you about it. Our second verse, um, we will come back to time with Jesus. Our second verse is Galatians 6, 7 to 8. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. If you think of some bad fruit in your life um, that you'd like to see made into good fruit, it's about going to him. If you think, oh, this area, I'm never getting healing in. It's about going to him. It's about recognizing the little flags, the little nudges of the Holy Spirit and going to him. Just starting those little choices. What we reap is what we sow. Yeah, little choices. Jesus, are you here in this car journey? Jesus, what are you saying about that? Jesus, this is how I feel. Just keep on going to him. Sin undealt with will just lead to destruction. We just leave it under the carpet. And if it's not dealt with, it'll just still have consequences. And, uh, and God will often remind us of sin that's long past or sin done against us that's still reaping the consequences. And he just wants to heal those places. Don't go looking for it, but where he shows you, this is where you should go then make that choice. I wanted to share, um, just whenever me and Ben were um, thinking of having a family, we actually, um, I've shared this before, um, we lost two um, wee babies just in miscarriage um, as we were starting that sort of journey. And uh, and only that um, my a friend of mine had said to me, um, I don't suppose you have any links with Masonic in your family line. And I said, um, oh, bizarrely, I do. Um, Yes. And uh, they said, well, you know, I wonder, would you like to get some prayer um, to break off? Sometimes there can be oaths and there can be promises um, made um, and declarations about family ties down the line. And sometimes this can show in um, illnesses and miscarriages. And I said, well, do you know what? At this point, I am so broken with this and I would do anything just um, to say yes 
to, to Jesus and more healing and more freedom, then I, I'm, I'm going for it. And I met with this guy and we prayed and it was beautiful actually. Um, but I did really um, physically feel a very heavy sensation around my eyes. And I said, I, I wonder what that is. And um, he said, actually, in the process of um, making oaths in the Masonic, they would cover your eyes. And that's what that can be. Um, and so we just broke off a lot of um, promises, a lot of words that they might have spoken over. It was my, I think my great uncle was very involved. My grandfather was involved too. And, and what we did that day was just speak in to generations to come, generational lines, and, and breathe new life in there. And it was a couple of months later I became pregnant. And, um, and I just think sometimes the stuff that's left under the carpet, these chains that are connected, sometimes what he'll do is he'll just flag some of that up to us. And he'll say, you know, if he's not, don't go looking for it. But, you know, sometimes he'll flag it up and he'll say, yeah, we, I want to cut that off. And I want you to change things around for your family. So there's more freedom Last week I mentioned that a root issue causing me to run to empty wells like negativity and bitterness um, about um, churches was actually unforgiveness in my own life about past leadership that had hurt my heart and it just looked like ugly fruits in my life. Um, Another one I want to share with you is just um, that for being from Bangor, I um, really do enjoy a touch of uh, the old sarcasm. Um, and I feel like it's a cultural thing, possibly. But um, at one stage, I used it um, to ensure my safety. Because as a young person, I felt vulnerable. And if um, you could handle sarcasm, in a quick-witted way, you could really hold your own. I hadn't realized that it was um, kind of um, a bit of a bullying culture, a bit of an intimidating culture, and, uh, and created a little bit of distrust. I remember other people seeing um, and hearing a bit of this sarcasm and feeling really quite, quite shocked um, at the rudeness of it and the cuttingness of it. Um, and I just thought they were pansies and couldn't actually cope with it. So, um, but actually, it was something, it was an area that um, some people just came alongside and just challenged me in it. And I realized that it had just come from from this um, inner hurt of just feeling like I would be victimized and I wouldn't be enough. And I needed armor and sarcasm gave that armor. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to show you the processes. Um... And uh, yeah, this week, I just want us to really just start getting real about looking for some patterns and some empty wells that we're noticing ourselves going to. And it's just personal between you and Jesus, isn't it? He'll just um, start pointing stuff out and he'll just start bringing you places if you say yes. It's important to let Jesus start to pull at these root issues, not you. But there's no off limits to what God can heal and what God can do. So if you feel like, um, and whenever we were worshipping, I did have a real sense that there's a real fear about some, some area um, for some, some people maybe in the room. Um, and uh, 
And maybe that's in a particular circumstance, but um, I just felt that God was saying, do you know, it's really not what it looks like. It's really not what it looks like. So um, don't ever feel like anything's off limits to what Jesus can just turn downside up. Does that make sense? Um, look for the fishing rod. We talked about the fishing rod and just knowing when your fishing rod is kind of bending a little bit. And if it's bending a lot, then there's possibly a, quite a big issue there if it's bending a little um, you just want to allow the Holy Spirit to really work and, and get some, some freedom this is the perfect time for doing this while we're working through um, gospel of fullness you know while it's fresh um, let's, let's do this let's get some freedom it's so good getting freedom it's so good you know so we're pursuing Jesus we're not just after our empty wells. It's about Jesus. If you're not used to having supernatural encounters with God, get 10 minutes a day. Hold your hands out like this as if you're receiving a good gift. You know. Just let him come. Just say, Jesus, I just want to, to know you. I want to know you tangibly in this room. Fill me with your presence and just wait. And, uh, and just ask him to remind you who you are because he's there. If you're doing that, he's there and it'll grow. The next time I talk, I think Ben's talking about leadership next week, but next time I talk, um, we're going to be turning the corner and we're just going to be talking about how we can really engage with Jesus on this process. The question that I really want us to think about today is what seeds are you going to be sprinkling into your life? What choices are you going to be making today to just call him in? Jesus, how are you going to be building that intimacy. So when I was praying for us um, last night, I really felt that um, there were actually two songs that came to mind. And, uh, and one of them was, um, you know that song, Even What the Enemy Means for Evil? You turn it for our good. And the other one, um, oh, you know, I can't read my own writing, right? So there's one, and it's like, um, that's, part of, that's part of the other one, right? Um, the first one was, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. And uh, it might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. We have to learn to get needy. We have to learn to be limpets. This is how we fight our battles, by clinging to the rock who is bigger than us. And the other one then was Catherine Scott. She sings this um, song called Sovereign Over Us, and I just encourage you to listen to it. Um, 
And uh, some of the words, there is strength within our sorrow. There is beauty in our tears. You meet us in our mourning with a love that casts out fear. You are working in our waiting, sanctifying us. When beyond our understanding, you're teaching us to trust. Your plans are still to prosper. And then there is a bit in that that goes, even what the enemy means for evil, you turn it for our good. Um, Yeah, I felt that was probably for somebody in particular. Um, Maybe there's a few of us that are actually walking through some particular things. Um, and it's, it just feels a bit overwhelming and a bit scary. Um, but it's just um, learning to trust on the one that's higher. So this morning, um, I, um, I am just going to leave us with that. Um, you know, what are we sowing into? And how can we allow him to come closer? I wonder if instead of a song, we could just have some music Um, And I wonder if the prayer team could come up um, and just be here. I feel like when we come for prayer and we say um, to somebody else, if you just want to come up now, that's brilliant. Um, When we say to somebody else, just can you just pray for this? And they might just have little gems, just like Heather did for me, just of what the Lord wants to do um, with us. And we just need to get good at relinquishing our control and going, do you know what? Um, it's, not about, it's not about me having to be in charge or be in control of everything. So just as we play this song, um, you can just sit where you are um, and just hold out your hands. I think that's probably a great place to start. Um, feel free to do whatever you like. But hold out your hands and just allow this moment for Jesus just to come close to us. And we just, I'm going to pray. And then do use the space. We have um, people who are wanting to, um, to pray, just to connect, um, just what God's doing, just to bless us. Um, I might go for prayer. I just think let's, let's be a people who, who get prayer, yeah? Um, Okay, let me just pray, and then Keith, that would be amazing. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome in this room. You are so good. Jesus, we just love you. And we just give you space. And we show you just the broken areas. We show you the broken areas right now. That we know that you're pinpointing. That we know that you're not okay with. That you know that we know that you have more freedom for us in. And we hold them out to you. We thank you that you are safe. We thank you that you are good. Yeah, just come and meet with us.